Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action. Once again, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Uh, hockey is uh, more than underway. They've been playing. We have a goal on the board for the Panthers. one nothing lead over the Lightning. Kelly's got the updates and the live lines on everything. Yeah, we are at the end of the first period down there in Sunrise, Florida. Panthers lead it one to nothing. Uh, they are minus 380 on the live lines. Lightning plus 270, five and a half. Your live total over in baseball. Uh, we have the Reds on top of the Guardians, two to one. That game in the seventh inning now. Uh, let's see, live numbers. We're up and just got taken off the board. Uh, Tigers and the Rays. Rays lead this one four to nothing. We are in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, in that game, Rays minus thirty two hundred live. Tigers twelve to one, seven and a half. Your live total. Nationals and Marlins scoreless. Top of the fifth inning. Live numbers currently down. Padres and Phillies scoreless. This game in the top of the fifth. The Padres minus one sixty. Live Phillies plus 134.5, your total. Cardinals and Mets all tied at one in the bottom of the fourth. Mets minus 140, live Cardinals plus 110, 6.5, your total. Yankees lead the Orioles 2-1, to one, top of the third. Live numbers currently down. Blue Jays lead the Mariners 3-0. This game in the bottom of the fourth now. Blue Jays minus 775, live Mariners plus 475, 7.5, your live total. Matt's Houston Astros lead the Red Sox 9-1 in the bottom of the second. Live numbers are off the board. Matt Brown, have you made a World Series bet? You did? Yes. What number? Eight. Eight. There we go. 
Royals up on the White Sox, one to nothing. Bottom of the third inning. Live numbers currently off the board. Pirates and Cubs scoreless. That game at the top of the second live numbers. Nope, just popped up. Cubs minus 170, Pirates plus 140, six and a half your total. Braves and Brewers scoreless in the bottom of the first. If you wanted to get in live, Brewers minus 120, Braves minus 110, seven and a half your live total. Sunrise, Florida, west of Fort Lauderdale, more than Miami, right? Yeah. It's up there. 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 About 45 minute drive from arena to arena tonight. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, got the uh, the Battle of uh, Alberta, the Battle of South Florida. Old hockey roots there in South Florida. That's right. SEC hockey tonight. Uh, Lightning trailing one to nothing. Big brother trailing to little brother one to nothing in that hockey game. First of the conference semifinals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is the PGA Championship this week. Golf's second major of the year. Uh, the Masters, of course, being the first Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters this year. And Scotty Scheffler among the short shots to win the PGA at Southern Hills in Tulsa, which he says is one of his favorite courses. And I know we usually uh, wait to talk golf on Wednesday, but Matt, some of your friends complained, and we like to cater to our friends first and foremost, and we will talk golf tonight Yeah, as well. I mean, I think it's worth kind of, because Kelly even said these lines are, are moving. They're so moving. people yeah. are paying attention to this. I think, you know, unlike unlike the Masters, right, I mean, we're – we're kind of in one of those spots right now from a sports standpoint where if you're not a hockey fan, if you're not a basketball fan, mm-hmm. you know, this, then it's just mid-season baseball that's going on right now. So maybe a lot more people are paying attention to to what's going on. Um, hey, don't sleep on the Preakness, man. With the with the golf, yeah, with the with the with the yeah, Preakness. <laughs> Holy mackerel! I can't wait to see the ratings for that. Seriously, it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be terrible. Um, so one of the things I did want to point out, we talk about betting first round leader stuff and what this looks like as of right now from a, from a weather standpoint is Thursday morning, the, the Thursday morning wave seems to be the, the good side of the draw here. It looks like that the winds are going to pick up. Now it's not going to be anything like they were, they were saying from a, from a, oh my gosh, this could be absolutely terrible standpoint, but it does look like they're they're expecting there could be some like 25 mile an hour gusts and stuff like that, like picking up in the afternoon, but that's not going to be the case, at least as projected right now for the morning. So I would at least be looking at dudes, if you're going to play a first round leader bet, I'd be looking at guys with early morning tee times. I'd be looking for guys with maybe like pre, you know, pre, pre nine, nine o'clock tee times, something like that, and see if you can get you know, in the majority of your round before some of these wins kind of start to kick in. Some of the names that I saw that, that do have early morning tee times on Thursday, if you just want to kind of tuck these away, if you're making some first-round leader bets. John Daly. John Daly. <laughs> did, did you see they made him go 7 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. They made him go 7 a.m. Did, like, did you also see the quotes from, what was it, Tiger today on Daly? No. Asked about playing with him like ten years ago or something, and it was like hot. It was about hot conditions and and how much water you drink on the course. And Tiger said that uh, John Daly doesn't dr- doesn't drink any water when he's out there, but he'll drink about thirteen or fourteen diet cokes. Yeah, so, he drinks yeah. diet coke like, yeah, like <laughs> that no, is like what nobody, John Daly yeah, like nobody's problem. Doesn't Seabasco right at nine? So Seabasco's at nine. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh. think I'm going to bet him for this one though. This one seems a little. Uh... Dude, this one seems dude, if he has the his. first round lead and you don't bet him, I know. that is going to be. <laughs> um, but I did, I did cherry pick some names here. Chris Kirk goes at seven twenty-two a.m. Alex Norin 
goes at 7.05 a.m. Hideki goes at 7.27. Spieth and Rory both go at 8.11 a.m. And then Zalatoris and Cam Smith both go at at 8 a.m. So all of those guys are in morning morning wave on Thursday that I will probably kind of be picking some guys out of there. The name that really jumps off to me is Hideki. You, You said you bet him full tournament. Yeah. But... He really, he really jumps off the page to me as a first round leader type deal, especially if he's getting the favorable conditions and the rest of these guys are not. I, I will probably, I can tell you right now, I'll have a Hideki first round leader bet. I will likely have one for Norin. I'll likely have one for for Spieth and for for Spieth and probably for Cam Smith as well. The thing about Rory is he always has terrible first rounds and then has awesome rest of tournaments in these majors. Now, he did say in an interview that I listened to today. Rory said that he might play this first round a little bit more conservatively than he has a lot of these majors here recently because he's having to come from behind in all of these majors, and he's just not he's not able to fully catch up, right? I mean, if you take a look, he's got really good finishes actually over over the last you know several majors. It's just he's having to come from behind, and it's just not it's just not enough time for him to come all the way from behind to. To get there, so if he if he's actually true about that, you know, if he actually goes and falls through with what he's saying, of playing a little bit more conservatively in the first round and maybe not getting behind as much or something like that. Um, that said, I'm still not gonna still not gonna play him for for a first round. Yeah, he, he did cash one for me earlier this year. I don't remember what tournament that was, but uh... can I just interrupt with just to clarify the weather? The weather that you're referring to on Thursday, are you talking about wind, Matt? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm seeing because I'm seeing 17 mile per hour winds on on a Thursday, but then Friday I'm actually even seeing more right, 19 mile per hour winds and precipitation possibly on Friday. So I wonder your your first round your first round leader obviously applies to what you're talking about. But, but that's I'm, always stuff you need to look at for if yeah. you're making to make the cut bets or to miss the cut as yeah, well. But, uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational is where uh, Rory Cash yeah. that first round leader. Bet. But but that could be a like even a, a double advantage right for the people going early Thursday who also going late Friday. They could get the best of both of those days. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was. I tend to try to not look too far in advance of of the weather stuff, but I mean it is. You know, because I what I don't want to do is get, I get in a spiral of like yeah. of of weighing it too much, and then that like so that's why I ran this model like, you know, I ran multiple versions of this model right where difficult scoring conditions, and then I also just turned off difficult scoring conditions and, and all that like so I'm I'm looking for different ways to go about this and seeing which guys just kind of match up in all the different versions of the stuff that I'm running as opposed to just running it straight traditionally. So I'm. I'll see how this all pans out. You know, I mean, I've got guys here, you know, in my initial run of all of this. I mean, when I have when I have on difficult scoring conditions and courses over 7400 yards, which is what we are expecting from this from this tournament. If you go the last 50 rounds, Rory is number 1 in the model. If you go over 36 rounds, it's Justin Thomas. If you go over 24 rounds, weirdly enough, it's Dustin Johnson, mm, yeah. and you know that kind of stood been out to better me, recently. right? Which that kind of stood out to me and made me have to kind of re- like look a little bit deeper because he had not really been in my short list of guys that I was looking yeah, at here either. early on. But that did make me go back and and start to look at some of his finish finishes here, and he's kind of backdoored his way into good finishes. It's like we don't talk about him because he's never really contending, contending. 
come Sunday, but then you look up and you, it's like, oh, he was He's T- top T7. Ten. Yeah, 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 oh, wow, look, he was T5 or whatever, and all, you know. So can he put it together for four, all four rounds? I mean, you know, he is one of the best golfers in the entire world. So when I turned off difficult scoring conditions – in the last 50 rounds, Rory w- was number one. Rory was number one for 36 rounds. Rory was number one for 24 rounds. And and Rory was number two for the last 12 rounds. Aaron Wise, if we're going like super recency bias. Let's um, go. 250 to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we're going super recency bias, uh, was number one in that 12-round model whenever I did take off difficult scoring conditions. But I left on courses over 7,400 yards. So just guys that play longer courses. Better The name that was shocking to me that continued to pop up over and over again is Cameron Young. And he is a rookie on the tour. And I fully understand that it is very unlikely for him to go out the first time that he plays in the PGA Championship and win this thing. But I'm probably going to have a top 10 bet on him or or at least a top 20 or something like that bet on him. Because if you just kind of look, Kelly, these these numbers that he's been able to put up over his He's been great the past couple months. Over his rookie yeah. over over his rookie season. Like sometimes we see these guys hit the rookie wall, but that's just not been the case with him. Like he has put up steady performances week in and week out. And I think I I don't think I'm gonna be able to ignore what what this data is telling me on on Cam. He was another one of the just speculative outrights I made over the weekend. Just found an off market number on him, 150 to one. I grabbed on Saturday on him. I, I don't expect him to get it done either, but I'm with you. The more I dig into it, I have a feeling he's going to be a guy that's going to pop up, up, pop up there in the models. We'll talk some more golf next. Rick Gaiman from the First Cut Podcast and from RickRunGood.com will join us. Give his best bets for the PGA Championship at Southern Hills at Tulsa. On the other side, it's Feaston's primetime action. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, I have two questions. Well, actually, I have one question. Why why they invite the kids to the NBA draft lottery? Like, why is Holmgren there? Why are some of the other prospects there? They do realize it's not the draft itself, right? I have no idea. What are they going to do? So that when the lottery happens, they're like, woohoo, I hope you pick me <laughs> I, I just in a month. How, how depressing it is to see Damian Lillard at an NBA draft lottery. Like, He's the Blazers rep. Did not think he was going to be here representing the team two years ago. Oh, yeah, they invited everybody. What are those kids doing there? They always invite the kids to the lottery? I don't remember that. I don't understand the point. I don't know. All right. They're just starting the lottery. Does this mean that the game's going to be delayed if they're just starting the lottery now? Seems like it's taking a while. So we'll talk some more golf. Ladies and gentlemen, he is uh, the host of the First Cut Podcast and founder of RickRunGood.com. You can follow him on Twitter at RickRunGood. It's Rick Gaiman. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing well, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you coming back. It's major week, man. It's the second major of the year. Obviously, the PGA at Southern Hills and Tulsa. We were just talking, we'll start here. We were just talking about weather, the prospect of inclement weather Thursday and Friday. To what extent do you think about that when you do your modeling of, of a golf event like this, any golf event that is, or does it just kind of distract you from, you know, eyes on the prize here? So about 80% of the weeks, uh, I don't care. There's generally not enough of a tangible difference that we can notice before the tournament actually starts for us to start considering one wave over another. There are some times where you can see, oh, uh, weather's cl- clearly going to be way, way worse or the wind is going to kick up on the, on the morning wave or generally on the afternoon wave. But historically, uh, we're bad at kind of guessing those two because what you have is one, one rain delay or something of that nature pushes everything back and now we're off track so long story short for the most part it does not come into play uh because there are a lot of variables that once this tournament starts uh, throw the whole thing out of whack so it's a very 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 small portion of my model rick whenever we uh start to narrow the field down of course this tournament going to play a lot different than what we saw last week here so what did you really emphasize here as far as you, you talk about your model, what were you looking for in a player as you kind of started to put together your player pool? 
Yeah, absolutely. And don't go back and start uh, grinding the film from 2007 at Southern Hills. Not going to look anything like that. They removed a lot of trees over the course of the restoration that they did over the past couple of years. And I think it comes down to just two things. And there's two paths to victory. You can be really good with your irons and wedges because these greens, 5,000 square feet on average, that's smaller than the PGA Tour average. And also everything around the edges runs off. So they're effectively even smaller than that. If you're hitting every single green or a lot more than your competitors, you have a leg up. The other thing is, uh, if you're not going to do that, you better have a world-class short game. Being able to get up and down from some of these really tight lied areas around the greens where they just shaved everything down. There's no more thick rough. It's going to be tight lies everywhere, and you're going to have to be really stout with your short game. I think those are the two most likely paths to victory this week. Okay, before we talk about who you do like, who don't you like? Who who do you think you'll be in fade mode on here? Yeah, so a lot of guys for, or a couple guys for different reasons. You know, Brooks Kepka, who obviously always shows up at major championships, uh, I, there's a red flag on him right now. Obviously, been dealing with the injury. We haven't seen him since the Masters, but even more. Uh, critical guys is he usually likes to play the week before a major championship. That would have been last week's AT&T Byron Nelson. And he was in the field with Drew before it started, decided he wasn't ready. That's a red flag for me. That's that's quite a big concern. Uh, and then someone else who's probably a, a hotter take, uh, Xander Shoffley. Listen, I, I realize what he did over the final three rounds uh, last week. He would have won the tournament by two shots if it was only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Unfortunately for him, it was a four-round event. But he is still a tour average player around the green. He is still a tour average player this year with the putter in hand. It's not the same version of Xander that we have seen over the past couple of years. And that's that starts to worry me, to, especially at the prices that we're being asked to pay for him. Rick, let's uh, let's start with some outrights here before we get to any of your other bets that you have. Um, how far down on the board did you start, and uh, do you do you have any long shots here? Some juicy ones that you really like. Uh, yeah, we can start with the long shots. A couple of savvy vets, uh, Jason Day, Billy Horschel. They're both hovering in that 80 to 100. Sometimes you can get them at like 110 at the moment. And I think Jason Day has just enough juice left to kind of contend at this PGA Championship. Out of his last 12 rounds, two have been horrid. Uh, Ten of them have been pretty darn good. And we're seeing him start to put everything together. And even in years when uh, he hasn't been playing at his best, he's always been able to show up at the PGA Championship championship, no matter what course we go to. I think he has just enough juice to contend. And then Billy Horschel, you know, people don't realize how often this guy wins two wins uh, worldwide over the course of the past 14 months or so. He just had another close call at the Zurich classic with Sam Burns. He's historically not been great at major championships, but the PGA championship is usually his best. He's made eight cuts in a row at this event and, and someone that I think could kind of steal this one away if things get really, really tough and he can grind it out. All right. And then as we get closer away from the long shots, as we get shorter, what do you got? Yeah, so as we continue to, to, to work the way uh, to the top of the board, a couple of names stick out. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, for me, is someone who faded on Sunday last week, which has kind of held his outright number uh, in a really in a really great spot. It hasn't moved all that much over the course of the last couple of days. He has every single shot off the tee, all nine windows, high, low, mid, whatever you want, however you want to work it. Joaquin Neiman is capable of doing it. He won at Riviera earlier this year. He just possesses all the skills that I love. Uh, 
Hideki Matsuyama. Hopefully you were paying attention and you were able to get action on Hideki last week or maybe after uh, his his Thursday round at the Byron Nelson because we saw his price. It's just been plummeting since he went out and shot five under in the opening round at the AT&T Byron Nelson because a lot of people were concerned about the state of his of his body, not the state of his game. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries this year, but when he's played guys, he's been phenomenal. Hideki is in the midst of the best putting year of his career. He's always one of the best iron and wedge players that we have. I, I mean, this is this is setting up beautifully for Hideki, and everyone seems to think so because that price is dropping. It's you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> Rick, I'm looking. I'm looking at a couple of fades here, and I want to. Uh, I want to see what you're. And this is strictly based off of of kind of the price and the numbers that we're looking at here. Listen, I understand John Rahm's best golfer on the face uh, of the planet here. I understand Colin Morikawa again, another one of the best golfers on the face of the planet. But when you start to look here at these numbers that have gotten so incredibly short on these guys, like, is there any way in the world that you can look at this and still say just, okay, look, John Rahm might be the second best or, you know, depending on whether, whether, how you power rank them between Scotty Scheffler and, and John Rahm. Still can be the best golfer in the world, and I, there's no way I'm going to bet him in a field this incredibly strong at 11, 10, 10, 9, whatever it might be to one. Same question for Scheffler. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I, I'm not. I have not bet any of these guys, and I and I do not plan on betting any of them. When you get a full field like this of literally the world's best, it, it is very hard to think that one of these guys is going to win it nine or ten percent of the time. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And you know, John Rahm has won basically ten percent of his starts worldwide in his career. Well, that includes the Spanish Open, it includes the Mexico Open, it includes all of these events where he was the heavy favorite. We're not talking about major championships and especially not the PGA championship, which is one of the uh, deepest fields that we have in golf. So no, th these guys are just impossible to bet. If you're doing it every single week, if you're coming in four times a year and you want to have a sweat on someone who's likely to be in it, I give the nod to Scotty Scheffler just because of uh, the two paths that we talked about to success via the approach play via the around the green play. Good thing for Scotty. He covers both of those and he is just approaching this season uh, like a robot. You know, he is just going out there playing golf off, not thinking too much about it, and the results are piling up. What's your favorite derivative bet at this point? Top 10, top 20? What do you feel most comfortable with? Yeah, the top 20 market, I, I think, is is the best at the moment. You can get some, uh, like, like Colin Morikawa in the top 20 market, I think is interesting. Someone like a Cam Smith in the top 20 market, I think, is interesting. These are guys that have uh, significantly higher floors than a lot of their peers. Morikawa obviously does it through the second shot where he is on pace to be one of the best to ever do it in terms of strokes gained approach. And then Cam Smith, you know, if it wasn't for Scotty Scheffler, how many more victories would Cam Smith have this year? And he's proving that he can play content and post his name on the first page or two of the leaderboard in major championships. So those are two guys I'll be heavily invested in, in both top 10 and top 20 markets. And there is no number. I mean, I guess there's always a number, but you get what I'm saying that you would, that you would put anything on tiger. Uh, maybe to make the cut. That's about it. Uh, I mean, I, I think the the outright number you could never bet. Um, you know, he is he is looking stronger. This is an okay setup for him. I don't think it's a great setup for him. And what we saw at Augusta National, where uh, he's likely to get weaker as the week goes on, I think that's likely to happen just a month out, five weeks out uh, from that here at Southern Hills again. So the only market I'm I'm, I'm remotely interested in Tiger uh, is for him to make the cut, and then I kind of expect things to. Uh, maybe struggle after that.
All right. Rick, we appreciate it. Enjoy the tournament. If we don't get a chance to talk before then, man, good luck with all the bets. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Rick Gaiman, everybody, at uh, rickrungood.com. Rick Run Good on Twitter. And, of course, it's the uh, First Cut Podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. The number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft goes to... Who got it? Houston? Orlando Magic. Orlando. Oklahoma City gets number two. Orlando one, Oklahoma City two. Sacramento did get into the uh, top four, fourth. Coming back, conference final MVPs next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free Fantasy Hoops contests and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we had a conversation off air. We should probably clarify again for those wondering. Because you were you were like, wait a minute. How how is this a mathematical impossibility yeah, that went were, the way that If went. you were here last segment when Gil looked over at me and I was like, looked at him just completely blank stare. So this draft was like turning out like exactly how yeah. the the percentage was was coming up. But then Gil explained to me what exactly is yeah, going on. So if you don't get into the, if you don't luck into the, to the first four, five through 14 simply reverts to inverse order of record. So that's why it, it ends up that way. Because every team kept coming yeah. up in exact order, and I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. How is this possible? So the only team that got quote-unquote lucky was Sacramento, who moved from the seventh highest percentage of ping-pong balls into the fourth position, and the only team that really got unlucky, I guess, was the Pistons, who fall to five. But that's the thing. It, it prevents teams from... You can get super lucky, mm-hmm. but you can't get super yeah. unlucky. Yeah. So... Um, they were just doing a mock draft already on ESPN. You got Jabari going first to Orlando, Chet Holmgren going second, and then uh, and then they have Boncaro going third to the Rockets. Doesn't Chet Holmgren seem like the perfect magic bust to you already? Yeah, 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 he does. He does. <laughs> they went that way. I mean, we got Jalen Suggs there already, right? So just yeah. keep build, building up Gonzaga to Orlando. You know, uh, I mean, that's a, man. the obvious connection. Well, Washington would be the one that would try to hoard is trying to hoard all the Gonzaga players. So this game, I guess, is delayed. Not going to start for another thirteen plus minutes. Yeah, I think we should probably just get used to this. Yeah, it's gonna. Well, it won't be. I don't. Drive. I don't know if the lottery affects this or not. <laughs> this just might be normal start time for us. Maybe could be. Uh, the one thing that we did yesterday that we didn't do last night, we looked at the NBA Finals MVP. You can bet on that. How about the Conference Finals MVP, which Kelly, you know, are named after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Yes, because we definitely weren't confused about that at all over the past week. No. No confusion. I, I totally knew two days ago there was a conference finals MVP award coming. The Larry Joe Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophy. Jason Tatum is the uh, favorite to get this minus 120. Jimmy Butler's 2-1. to one. Jalen Brown is now 9-1. to one. And everybody else is double digits, starting with Bam at 12-1. Well, I should say Bam is 12-1, and then everybody else is 30-1 to one or longer. Well, Marcus Smart isn't playing in game one. Yeah, now, I was just going to go see if uh, I was going to say, I'm assuming some of these have moved, but yeah. now that market is just completely down. At, uh, yeah, so so this is not even up. Marcus Smart, 30 to 1, Al Horford, 35 to 1. You wouldn't bet those right now because neither is playing tonight. Who knows what the story is with Horford moving forward? I guess my only question here would be would you take a flyer on a Tyler Hero? 
or he, someone of that it, ilk. It's interesting you, you bring that up because uh, he was – He's the one I kind of circled when I started thinking about. I mean, this is if the Heat are going to win this series, you have to get production from somewhere else other than Jimmy Butler. And what Tyler Hero's done uh, recently has not been overly impressive, but he's the guy that's still going to get the shots. He's still going to get the best chance to be this this kind of secondary scorer for the Heat. Um, yeah, I, I think that's where I would look, Gil. I think it'd be the just a longer shot play on someone like him. How about you, Mateo? Jalen Brown would be the only – like, knowing what we know now, that Horford's likely out two, maybe three games. We don't have any idea when Smart's going to be back. I mean, if – so, as opposed to playing the minus 120 chalk, I would just take – I'd take the 9-1 to one on a guy who, again, is probably still likely not to win. And pray he's not, and pray he's not uh, yeah. unvaccinated and yeah. positive. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only, the only thing with that is I'm sure when this market yeah. gets reposted, he'll, yeah. he'll have shorter odds – you can't make Tatum much shorter because then you're going to run yeah. into that series price situation. So, yeah, you might have Tatum reposted at like minus 130, and I'm going to go with Jalen Brown at like plus 657 to 1, something like And that. you can't quite do the whole betting by proxy thing, right, where we're like, well, if you like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, you might as well take Patrick Mahomes at, you know, whatever price he is. But that's what it's like. Celtics are minus 155 at DraftKings right now to win the series. So, yeah, like Tatum. Well, I was thinking like you can't – like Butler at 2-1 to one is a better price than the Heat are currently, but you can't really count on it being Butler. I would just bet the Heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just bet the Heat, which I did. Western Conference, the Magic Johnson Finals mm-hmm. MVP. Western Conference Finals MVP. Steph Curry is your favorite, minus 125. Luka is 2-1. to one. And again, same thing applies, right? Like, if the, Now, here's the thing, though. With the Mavericks, you could bet Luka 2-1, to one, right, for a, for a slightly better price. Because... You see Spencer Dinwiddie I mean, winning yeah, this? It's plus 185. You're talking barely. Yeah, still but, take him. But, yo, if I, was, if I was betting the Mavericks in the series, it would be splitting that bet yeah. half between that series price and half between Luka. Let's put it this way. The, you go a long way before there's another Maverick. There. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think 98% of the time you replay this series yeah. over and over again, it's going to be Luka Doncic. Right. If, if they win this series... I would almost say 99% of the time. That's what I mean. It's because of of Luka. You know I mean? Yeah. Now the question becomes, and I'll ask this, the same question I asked when we did the NBA Finals MVP last night is, is a Warriors long shot the way to actually bet these? Probably. Clay or Jordan Poole, right? I don't I don't get, you know, the Finals MVP and this market. Like, this, the immense separation between Steph and some of those other guys that we know, like, we're talking one series, right? Like, you are you know Clay and Jordan Poole are capable of having three big games. Well, these are humans voting, right? Yes. Isn't, isn't Clay Thompson the guy who holds the banner of greatest narrative possibility? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if that's the case, like, you know, Jordan Poole's a pretty cool story, too, but Clay's the real story. Nah, I know. You know, right? what's, you know what's annoyed me, Gil, is we've seen, I mean, we've even seen the Warriors kind of reduce his minutes. But you know what every story has been of Warriors' success since all these guys have come back? It's Steph, Clay, and Traymond. It, it could be Jordan Poole could have the most points that night. He's not even mentioned in the game recap. So, like, I'm with you. Narrative-wise, I don't even think you can let, lean on him. 2015 Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala not listed. No, he is not. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's. I think if I was looking at the Mavericks, I'd split that series bet half on the series price, half on Luca. And if I'm looking at the Warriors, it's, it's probably Clay or Jordan Poole. Cool that these are offered though. Again, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, 
Let's give get, you an alternative look. Yeah. Right? You know? Shout out DraftKings for offering them. Good on them. Yeah, by the way, we haven't really talked about this 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 game series tomorrow night too much. I, I, yeah. I have a Mavericks futures. I did put a bet in on MGM's hanging a four and a half on this game in town. I put a bet in on the Warriors simply from a simply from a a, a point spread perspective. When we when we talk about what the books are making, I mean the books are setting the Grizzlies as eight and a half nine point dogs when they were playing last series. I don't know if that there's as high as I am on Luka Doncic and what the Mavericks are done have done. I don't think there's a four point difference between the Mavericks and the Memphis Grizzlies. So I, this is more just of, of a principle what the books have been setting lines at for Warriors games. I think four and a half is is getting a little bit. I, I don't want to say insulting to the Warriors, but but from what the books have been setting them at, this is this is a big difference in in from one series to another. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting series in the fact that if you told me, oh, Luca keeps it really close and it goes the full seven, I wouldn't be surprised. But if you told me the Warriors kind of gentlemen sweeped them in five, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, at, in the least bit. And the and the rest differential is big to me. Like that's big. That is a factor in the game tonight to me. As it is tonight, not yes. nearly as much tomorrow night. Yeah. So like that is that's why like I don't know if I'd be making this bet game one like I'm I'm probably not gonna be betting many games of Mavericks and the Warriors because I do have that series uh, I do have Western Conference uh, to win the Western Conference on the Mavericks to win the finals on the Mavericks so it'll probably be a lot of hedging around that but that just when I saw a four and a half pop today I, I was kind of I was pretty surprised I just had to bet it out of principle you know thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of baseball games so we get the hmm. so we get the the stat about the no hitter mm-hmm. you know the six six times that a team's done a no-hitter and loses. We kept looking up, and the reason I was saying, like, wow, the Astros just, like, are, are pounding. Ooh. They hit five home runs in the second inning. Oh, off, man. Off of, the, off of the Red Sox. That's just the eighth time in Major League history a team's hit five homers in a single inning. Now, you see, I would have thought that would have been fewer. Five in an inning? Five in an inning. It is only the third time that the team left in the same pitcher, where all five homers were against the same pitcher. Who was the pitcher tonight? That's, Nate Eovaldi. That part's incredible. Eovaldi yeah. got five homers <sighs> off him tonight? In the same inning. Wow. And so... Honestly, five homers in an <sighs> inning. I would have taken the under on eight. Yeah, it's just... It's it's crazy whenever we start to see these baseball stats. When you think of how many games yeah. there's been... Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm not as surprised by that one. I don't know why, but these against the same pitcher... Yes. It makes it pretty mind-blowing. Just going to leave you in here. Right, because typically, like, after you yeah. go up the fourth, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, all right, maybe it's not your night. I mean, three home runs go by. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, I don't think it's your night, buddy. <laughs> a- after the third and the fourth, isn't Ivaldi Ov- looking at the dugout? <laughs> yeah, kind of like... Hey, right, man, yeah. Uh, Are you going to rescue me at yeah. some point? Goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the equalizer in Florida. One-to-one, Panthers in the Lightning. Ooh, this is a sog fest. Look at this, 23 for Florida, only 14 for Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay. Yeah, 338 left in the second period. By the way, Andy McNeil uh, likes the Panthers in this series. When we come back, he will join us. He really likes the team in game one and for the, and the, for the series in their respective Conference semifinal. We'll let you know what that is next. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, you were going through uh, Orlando Magic top pick history. Yeah, I mean, Shaq, Chris Webber, Dwight Howard, not bad. Chris Webber, I think they traded immediately, right? To the Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, he never played. Yeah, he never played a yeah. game for the Magic. Yeah, no, right? that, that, they, it was a draft day trade. They traded him immediately. But yes, to your point, you can't really do better than those yeah. three. Yeah, not bad. No, not bad. The, the only problem is this year again. None of those guys are any of those guys. You know. Oh, but we'll they, see. We're never going to have a Pirates game on in here. Oh, what's happening? Apparently, Vogelbach tripled somehow. Like, we need, <laughs> oh, I'd love to like, see yeah, that. Like, everyone's like, you have to. Like, you got to see that. This is something to see. Must like, see TV. Yeah. <laughs> Vogelbach. <laughs> tripled. 
tripled. Yes. <laughs> well, they are finally about to get underway in Miami uh, for a game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Well, this will have something to watch when we go home tonight, gentlemen. We never get a I mean, chance of the first game. Boy. It's the only game tonight. So these are the funky. This is, this is the, uh, if you live on the East Coast. God bless you. God bless you. We've all been there, the three of us. All grew up, well, at least, yeah, we all grew up on the East Coast, so we know how it is. But 8.46 p.m. is when this starts. And so, yeah. Sorry about school. At least if you have, like, youngsters, you've already put them to bed. So that's good. You can start drinking. Yeah, yeah. You you have no responsibilities anymore. On the other hand, on the bright side, they actually filled up the seats in Miami tonight, Kelly. So congratulations to the good people of Miami. When you start 25 25 minutes after (laughs) schedule, then yeah, they they have time to to get there. Although I did read a beat writer say that uh, there are quite a few Boston fans there. Oh, Oh, yes. That'll be the whole series, for sure. They travel well. I mean, it's a transplant city. You're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of Boston fans. But yeah, that's what I was talking about. You got to make them eight thirty stars. People can go get dinner, drinks. Finally, enough time to get over the arena. Yeah, and we're underway in Miami. Celtics without Al Horford and without Marcus Smart tonight. Grant Williams three picking up where he left off to start where he left off to start things. A third of the way to his point prop already. <laughs> that's right. Seven threes made in Game 7 against the Bucks. He starts out with one here tonight in the early going uh, of this one tonight. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, again, I'm on the uh, Heat minus two. Have the Heat in the series. What are the other bets tonight, Kelly? You had what in this game, finally? I have first half, Heat first half uh, lay, what, laying half a point Okay. Uh, at minus 105. And then I am uh, Heat money line full game. And then Jimmy Butler over points. Right. Over 23. And I had uh, over four, five and a half, four and a half? Rebound, five and a half? Five and a half five rebounds. Five and a half rebounds. Yeah. yeah. For Jalen. For Jalen Brown. All right. Aaron Judge did not like that Jordan Alvarez had so tied he, him. So he hit one? For the two. Oh, man. It did not like that Jordan Alvarez had tied him for the, for the lead. So Judge now has 14 on the season. Those guys are starting to, uh, to get serious separation now. From the field. They start and, hitting like that. And the, the thing about this Yankees lineup was always that it's like, okay, you take the good with the bad when it comes with, like, Stanton and Judge and whatever. It's like, okay, you'll take the 240, 250 batting average. Like, Judge is hitting 313 with a 382 OBP. Yeah. Stanton is hitting 292 with a 336 EBP, OBP. And so you're starting to look at all these guys, like, not only are they hitting for average, but they're taking walks, they're getting on base, and then, like, they're crushing the ball as well. It's 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 a... It is looking like a pretty, pretty, pretty good lineup. And those of us who have the Shohei MVP tickets for the second straight year, Judge, because he's a Yankee, like I could see that narrative and the 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 East Coast bias of that and the the New York bias of that. If he had a season like that, yeah, like the pace just continued throughout. Who I could see that. Well, in a in yeah. an era where the ball's not flying, right. if, he, if he's like if he's one of the only guys to hit mm-hmm. forty homers or something or whatever. Totally. By the way, Celtics out to a really fast start here, up a touchdown, seven to nothing. Uh, about ninety, a little more than ninety seconds into it, make it nine to nothing. No, 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 they call the foul on the floor. Seven to nothing oh, still. About to say that was an emphatic dunk. Yes, seven to nothing still in favor of the Celtics. Uh, One thirty nine into this ball game. Eric Spolstra. Beside himself. Uh, and you have nothing on tomorrow night's game. Nothing in that series. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe. What do you think? What are you thinking about doing? If it drifts a little to if it drifts a little more towards the Mavericks, I might take 
Mavericks. Some yeah. Mavericks, but some some Warriors. You mean if it drifts towards the Magic, towards the Mavericks? No, 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 no. I mean, well, I should, yes, yes. Towards the Warriors, I'll take some Mavericks. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I want like uh, six, six and a half. What I think would be something. I know Kelly's magic number is seven. Kelly's magic number is always seven that he likes. But um, one other thing in the baseball yeah, world over here, the. The Padres, who are twenty-two and thirteen, who are playing some some pretty good baseball themselves, you know, Clevenger coming back from his his you know season of of injuries and stuff like that, he goes five innings tonight, only gives up a hit, doesn't walk any, strikes out five. They gave him seventy-five pitches in this one or whatever. But uh, you good, know. On, good on the Padres; they have sort of quietly been really good. Yeah, and yeah. and and if Clevenger, you know, again, a guy that just three years ago we were looking at as one of the very best pitchers in, in baseball and then, mm-hmm. of course, catastrophic injury and all this stuff like that. Like, you know, again, five innings tonight, only gives up a hit, strikes out five. Um, it's uh, if, if the Padres get that, they've got Darvish, they've got some of these other guys that, I, that, that can contribute here. Uh, uh, who am I? Who am I? Uh, Joe, who am I thinking? Oh, Musgrove? Man. Yes, Musgrove mm-hmm. as well. So, like, I mean, that's a th- – that's a that's a one two three punch there for sure. Ladies and gentlemen from Edmonton, Alberta, it's Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing good, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. One to one, Lightning and the Panthers. Just to let everybody know, you like the Panthers in this series? Yeah, I do, uh, and I'm on them to, to win the series. And Tampa uh, Bay is pretty pretty fortunate to be, be tied after two here. All right, what about the late game tonight? Blues at Avalanche, game one of that series out west, with the Avalanche being the biggest favorite of any of the remaining series. I don't have a whole lot of betting interest in, in that one. None, really. I mean, I'll probably look at some, some player props and things like that as the series goes on and as we see how, how things are going to shake out here. But um, I think the, you know, the, the betting market has this one right. I make the Avalanche. Um, roughly minus 360, I believe, is a fair price for the series. Um, I, you know, the, the Blues are they're, they're a better team than the National Predators. They stand a better chance against the Avalanche than the, the Predators did. But um, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Jordan Biddington. His save percentage has dropped off every single year since, since he came in as a rookie and helped the Blues win the Stanley Cup. And um, he's coming off his worst you know, regular season uh, of his career, posting a, a 9-0-1 save percentage. And, uh, you know, he lost the starting job to Billy Huso and, and just basically won it back uh, midway through that, that series against the Wild. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Avs uh, will, will probably prevail in, in, in five games or six games. Andy, uh, we're not going to be able to talk to you before they face off tomorrow, Rangers and Hurricanes. Um, right now, the Hurricanes are minus 165 home favorites over the Rangers, plus 145. Have you uh, have you taken a look at this one yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, well, I have, obviously. I've, I've handicapped the series, but uh, that's, I've, I've got action on two out of the four series, and, and Colorado, St. Louis, and Carolina, New York are, are the, the two that I'm, I'm, I'm not a whole lot interested in. Um, I, I think the I think the the market's got this one right for the most part. We don't know if Frederick Anderson, the, the Hurricanes starting the Hurricanes starting goaltender, is uh, is going to to make it back in into this series uh, or make make it into this series at all. Um, but Antti Branta is the is the guy right now, and the Rangers should have a, an edge in goal with Igor Sturkin. He wasn't great in round one, but he he came through when it mattered and. Um, you know he's a, a Hart Trophy and a Vezina Trophy candidate for uh, for a reason. So um, I, I, I'm a, actually I think I'm a little 
I'm closer to the Rangers than I am the Hurricanes in this one. I think I've, I think I have the the Hurricanes. Hurricanes. See, I have really trouble. I have a lot of trouble with this one. Um, <laughs> favorite around around minus minus one eighty. I do see the difference now, though. I do see the difference. Now it's in your head, it isn't it? So great. Yeah. It took me a while, and now it's in my head, and and I'm really, you know, thanks, guys. Hey, you're quite welcome. Andy, we have about a minute. You do love the Flames against the Oilers, both game one and the series, though. Yeah, and they, they might kick me out of Edmonton for this one, but uh, I guess I can move to Calgary. It's not that, that much different. <laughs> but uh, um, minus uh, minus 160-ish for uh, game one, money line price. Uh, but I really like the series price at, at minus 190. Um, I think the Flames should be priced closer to minus 275, minus 280, some, somewhere around that range. Uh, we don't know what kind of impact Leon Dreisaitl's going to be able to make. He, he was hurt late in that uh, midway through that series versus Los Angeles, and he looked pretty banged up in the last couple of games. Wasn't a very effective player, and the, the Oilers are, are a one-two punch with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. So we saw McDavid, he was able to put the team on his back, but the, the Flames are going to be a much tougher test uh, than, the, than, the, than the Kings were, sorry. And, uh, you know, you've got Calgary coming in with a, a really reliable goaltender in Jacob Markstrom, Vesna Canada. They're a top-five team on offense, maybe the best team on, on defense in the Western Conference. Uh, and the others are, are going to have their, their hands full. So I'm looking for the Flames to jump out to an early series lead tomorrow. Andy, we appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you. Enjoy. All right. Thanks, guys. Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler on the Twitter machine. Flip-flopping between Hurricane and Hurricane yeah, now. that's awesome. Can't settle on. Coming back, we'll update everything next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.